I thank uh, Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glad, who's assistant rabbi at the Young Israel of Woodmere and who is the um, uh, chair of the Department of Medicine at Mount Sinai, Na- South Nassau, serves as chief of infectious diseases and is the hospital's epidemiologist, also board-certified in infectious diseases and internal medicine, and, and Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glad certainly has, um, as usual in a medical situation, especially one uh, dealing with the vast community has uh, become one of the experts that uh, everyone has turned to over the last couple of weeks. Rabbi Glad, a, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Rabbi Glad, how difficult a decision is it to close a major synagogue? And frankly, because of your expertise in the medical area, should I assume that that everybody in the synagogue, including its leadership, simply deferred to you in terms of how to handle it? So, undoubtedly, this was the toughest recommendation I've ever had to make in my entire rabbinical or or medical career. Uh, this is a decision that fortunately has uh, tremendous ramifications for individuals, for Kai Yisrael, for everyone. And it is unbelievably sad and at the same time unbelievably important that people follow this. I had discussions with numerous Gedola Yisrael. I had discussions with numerous infectious disease experts and colleagues. This is not something I would ever take upon myself alone. And the medical opinion is getting close to being absolutely unanimous that we need to take these draconian measures. And even those that say we don't need to take draconian measures say that we need to take unbelievably stringent methods of social distancing. And I unfortunately think that it will be a absolutely unanimous medical opinion, and I think that the government is adding restrictions almost on a daily basis. The right. CDC came out yesterday to now limit gatherings to 50 people. Originally, New York State had cut it down to 500 people gatherings and had changed the, the room capacities to half the room capacities. We recognize from the experience in China, South Korea and Japan and Singapore, in Italy, unfortunately, in Seattle, that this illness will spread rapidly and will impair the ability of the medical community of hospitals to take care of sick patients who don't have this coronavirus. We don't have COVID-19. People can come in for a heart attack, and there's not going to be a respirator for them. Their staff will be quarantined. There are huge issues in the medical provision of care that people don't even realize that this illness could impact. Besides its own obvious mortality that this illness causes, especially in older people, and older is defined in a number of different ways, but mortality goes up once you hit 50, 60, for sure, 70, 80. The mortality increases. Bar Hashem, the, the silver lining in this, in this cloud over here is that children, young children especially, seem to be almost, I wouldn't say immune, they get very, very mild colds. They get very, very mild illness from this. And Li'ayin Hara, Al-Tiftapel is something. There doesn't seem to be any serious complications in the younger children under 15 years of age. So that's a little bit of a of a nahama for parents and grandparents that they they always so worry about their children. Obviously, the children seem to be relatively safe, but they obviously can pass this on to their parents, grandparents, great grandparents. Right. We live in a time where people have great grandparents. Yeah, and of course, we remind everybody that in 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 history there have been plenty of these diseases and epidemics that have afflicted children first. We have to really be thankful for that. Dr. Aaron Glad is with us. 
So I, I don't want to I don't want to be silly because when I would assume this is a question you've been asked uh, a million times in the last couple of weeks, uh, and maybe you do regard it as a silly question. Uh, how long is this going to last? Is there any idea? Is there any way to measure how many weeks we're going to be going through the regulations and precautions that we're now currently under? So I was always told by Rabbi and Abay Shalomid, if you're afraid to ask questions, <laughs> you're in trouble. There's no such thing as a silly question, and this is the question. This, if I knew the answer to this, I, I would be a great person, but I unfortunately don't. Um, we're all guessing. This is all brand new for us. We have lots of other models. Uh, the, the SARS novel coronavirus, which is very similar but different in a lot of ways to this virus, has taught us a lot. Unfortunately, we do not know whether... The warmer weather will make an impact. We're all certainly hopeful that that will help. We do not know whether this will have its own um, life and will continue, will be seasonal, will it stop, will it go away. There, there unfortunately are no known answers at this point in time. It will take time to tell us what some of these answers are. Unfortunately, for the immediate future, this isn't going away. I can't see this going away for weeks, maybe months. Uh, I don't want to give uh, any any uh, minimal or maximal number because it would be a total guess. And I don't want to panic people, and people shouldn't panic. Right, but we're all, but we're also trying to give people a realistic outlook. Uh, the the seder, the Pesach seder, is three weeks from Wednesday night. Anyone who thinks that life is going to be normal when Pesach arrives is likely being unrealistic. Would you safely say that? So I'm. Certainly hoping that Mashiach is going to come and then life will be very, very wonderful and normal. But the outside chance that Mashiach doesn't come by then, Nisan is the month of Gula, we're about to enter into Gula. If that doesn't uh, unfortunately occur, then yes, this Pesach will be Manishtana Hashona Hazu, we call Hashonos. Why would this Pesach be different than every other year? We're going to be making recommendations if things go the way they are that maybe this isn't the time to have the greatest family siddharm and bring everybody in from all the different neighborhoods and all the different communities and gather at Bobby and Zadie's house. Right. That may not be the smartest thing to do. Right. Because we, we really need to limit social interactions of a direct personal contact. Now, I want to stress, and this is very important, we stress and encourage people to go outside, take walks, go, go outside. You don't have to isolate yourself in your house. But minimize interactions directly, face-to-face, with other people as possible. And that's why we've made the recommendation with the Haskam of many, many Gedoli Yisrael. The Gedoli Yisrael, who we've explained this to, I don't want to mention the names of these Gedoli, but they all said, This is something that is an immediate, dangerous thing. You can't rely upon that the normal protective benefits of Torah and Davini, of course, always provide, but in the setting of Shrikha Zeka, when the damage is right there in front of you and is potentially a real damage and not just the theoretical damage, you cannot halachically rely that Davini will save us and that learning will save us, which of course they do, but not that you can't ignore the risk in front of you. This is the Psaq for many Gidola Yisrael from all different camps. Not just from one camp, from all the different camps. I've spoken with Yudolim from all the different camps. Rabbi Glad, uh, someone asks the following question. If these restrictions mean... Uh, that, w- that if these restrictions mean we th- that we that we are assuming any or all of us who still go to work, etc., can technically be a carrier, 
Does that therefore mean that we should all limit or curtail our interactions with the elderly and those who are at higher risk? Unfortunately, and I say that with such sadness, yes. If a person has parents, older parents, grandparents, the Baruch Hashem, they can do well on their own. They don't need somebody physically there. So then interact with them every second you can via the telephone, via FaceTime, WhatsApp, all the technologies that we have so they can see the grandchildren, they can interact as much as possible. But a grandchild with a little sniffle and a cold and a, and a, a little COVID could be a fatal disease for an older grandparent. And it is a smart thing to do for older people to limit their interactions, especially, but everybody needs to limit their interactions as much as is possible. Anybody that can work from home should work from home. And it's smart, have- and it's smart for us to behave as if we're, God forbid, carriers. Absolutely. And people need to wash their hands. If anybody is sick, I've spoken with many gedolim who said it's awesome, awesome for a person to go out. Awesome for a person to go out if they're sick at this point in time because you don't know what you have, and you could literally, literally be killing people when you go outside. You you feel good enough. You have a cough. You have some fever. But you feel fine. And in previous years, you go out to work, you go to shul. So it's yeah, I guess the the word would be symptomatic. Not not even sick, where someone might avoid going out, but if they're just symptomatic, where they feel okay, they can't go out. Absolutely, absolutely. This is mamish pikuach nefashos. It's sakanas nefashos. People have to realize the seriousness of this. Rabbi Glad, it seems every weekend in the last two three weeks, there's been you know a, a major corner turned. In our community, um, maybe it just seems like that calendarically, but it does seem as the as each Shabbos goes by, um, we become a little smarter. Do you do you think that this is finally the week when every segment of our community will stop the large funerals, will stop the wedding celebrations, will stop uh, keeping their shuls, especially large shul? I'm not talking about the ten people you know who are gathering in a home for whatever reason they've decided to do it. I'm talking about you know the, the, the large rules. Do you think this is finally the time where we're going to see every segment of our community participate in these regulations? I, I hope, I hope, I beg people, this is dangerous. To have a, a, a wedding at this point in time with other than an absolute minion. We've put out guidelines that are abundant in the five towns, abundant in many other places. Godoli uh, Yisrael put out guidelines. The OU has put out guidelines. The Good has put out guidelines. To have large gatherings right now is sakanas nefashos. What is the heck that have to be 100 people at a wedding? If you must have a wedding, Rav Shech Shlita said it's even okay to postpone a wedding if that's what the couple wants to do. But if they want to get married still, you have a minion mitzumsum. You have 10 people at the wedding. You have the Masada Kedusha, one rabbi. You don't have seven rabbis over there. The rabbis might like to institute this all the time. <laughs> this is one of those regulations they may try to keep, huh? <laughs> you want to have two Aiden Sherim and the immediate family. Right. I hate to say this, the immediate family maybe should not include the grandparents or the great grandparents if they are of an age that there's a potential psychosis. And may and may, and maybe not inclu- and maybe not include all the cousins if that'll be a total of eighty people. No, of course not. It should be the immediate family, the siblings of the Chassan and Kala, and nobody else. That has to be, if you want to have the wedding, have the big Simcha party a year later, uh, in the summer. Have whatever you want to have that is not halachically mandated from a wedding at a different time. 
we're, we're recommending no varts, no shalom zachers, no shevet brachos, other than the people that would be in the house anyway. If, right. If you, if you have Kenai Nahari, nine boys, and yourself, of course, have a minion in your house. But that's because you're all living together. But don't invite neighbors over. We don't recommend that people should make minyanim on their block. The worst thing is to pack in 30 people into a basement that's 10 by 10 and have a minion over there. You're guaranteeing that you're going to spread the illness. Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glatt, and of course, uh, uh, Rabbi Glatt, uh, in addition to being a doctor, you are a rabbi, and therefore I must end with a philosophical note. You know, we, we have noted more than once uh, on this program over the years the power of tefillah b'tzibor, the power of communal prayer, and it's not lost on anybody. Anybody who runs to shul, like so many of us, thank God, do on a regular basis, and I'm talking about every day, not just Shabbos, uh, obviously understand the power of it. And even the Rav, who had very interesting uh, points of view when it came to Tefillah B'Tzibor, if you look at his Machser for Rosh Hashanah, and we've discussed this with Rabbi Ganak more than once on the air, uh, e- even he um, uh, discusses how, how, how I, I'm now putting in the numbers, how Tefillah B'Tzibor is 100%, Tefillah B'Yachid individually you know, could be viewed as 1%, that type of thing. I am hoping, and Rabbi Glad, I'm turning to you for a little philosophy in your role as a rabbi. I am hoping that the pain that all of us are feeling when we could, when we are not able now to go to shul, I hope that that will show the one above, that, that will demonstrate to the one above communally and collectively around the world just how anxious we are to get back to our synagogues and just how much we miss it and how we've proven because of our diligence on a daily basis to be there as much as possible, I hope that that is going to be somewhat of a nechama for the one above when, unfortunately, the houses of worship in our community are closed. So absolutely. We just read the Megillah. It said the reason why Haman thought that we were ripe for attacking was because we're on the Fuzar Muforod. Right now, we're physically an omnifuzar muforot, a separated people. We have to, unfortunately, be separate. But the answer, the, the solution to this type of a problem is lech kinosis kala yehudim. So we can't physically gather at this point in time, but we have to do everything in our power to gather. We have to make sure the people who may now be alone at a Seder, that all their needs are taken care of. We have to make sure that older people who, Baruch Hashem, are healthy enough, they don't need physical help. They shouldn't be isolated. A, a Nebuchadnezzar widow who's healthy, Baruch Hashem, but she's now alone. So we have to try to make sure that she's not alone. We have to make sure that people call and check on her. There's ways of checking that don't involve significant risk. We have to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I, I tell people, you're not going to Minyan in the morning, which is a horrible thing for so many people. People have not missed Minyan for years, for decades. I haven't been for the first time in a long time. This past Shabbos, and at the same time, I said to myself, I'm going to dive in a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. And I told people, the extra time that you're not saying Chazar HaShashat, so make Yishwan Esri twice as long. Right. You're not saying Kurbanos every day. The time that you travel to shul and travel home, say the full Kurbanos every day. Say the capital of Tillam for the day. At the end of the now you have time. You're not rushing home. You're already home. And I told people... Dress up to David at home. You're not dressing up for neighbors. You're not dressing up for, for, for Shabbos outside. You're dressing up for the Shabbos inside. Wear your Shabbos clothing if you're davening at home. Wear your nice clothing when you're davening. Don't daven in the bathrobe if you, don't, if you don't have to. Get dressed in your house. Show covered for the davening. Daven slower. This is a chance to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu that you're doing everything to give us an Isoyan right now, and we're going to surpass this 
Elohim. We're going to become closer to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and not further away because of the HaChokah, because you pushed us away physically, but we're going to get closer to you spiritually, and we'll be all closer together as a nation. Be'ezus Hashem, we can make this Nisayim into a very positive thing, and not Rahman al-Islan into a dangerous Magaifa. Phenomenal. Thank you, Rabbi Glad, for your words of inspiration. Much appreciated. Stay healthy, and everybody, everybody listening, everybody around the world should stay as healthy as possible during these challenging times. Amen. Can you hear us? Thank you for Thank having you me. Thank you so much. Monday morning broadcast, five minutes before 9 o'clock, JM in the AM.